Hello and welcome to my new podcast, Get Creepy With Me. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I still don't know how I feel about the name, but um, there's, there's a lot of things I'm trying to figure out. Uh, just being a new podcaster, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I've had a lot of like questions come up in preparing for it, I'm like, how do people prepare for podcasts? Like, should I be doing something special with my voice? Like, should I be drinking some kind of special tea? Should I be doing vocal rests? Like, <laughs> so I just kind of went <laughs> into like all these weird thoughts about, well, cause I don't, like I used to do my YouTube videos and you could always, you know, edit things out. Um, I guess with a podcast I could too, but if I'm sitting here talking for like an hour, I'm probably not going to feel like listening back to that and, uh, editing things out. Um, so anyway, I wanted to start this podcast because I just, I started thinking about, um, going back to YouTube. Now, uh, for those of you that don't know, I used to do a YouTube channel called Search with Sarah on YouTube, and I would talk about, uh, like, haunted things. I, I did some uh, true crime stuff. I talked about cryptid, cryptids. <laughs> I talked about cryptids, uh, but I don't know what it is about doing YouTube videos that just feels like... It, like, it just gives me so much more anxiety. Like, I, I don't know. I get so much more anxiety from that than I do um, just sitting here and talking and doing my content in, like, a podcast form. So, I don't know. That's just kind of the direction I decided to take things right now. I hope you guys will enjoy listening. I'm going to try to um, get new episodes out every week. So I thought about, uh, for a topic for Christmas time, you know, kids are receiving toys. So I thought, what if I talked about like haunted toys? And I found this article. It's, I mean, it's old. It's not old, old, but 2016. I mean, that was like a century ago, right? Um, so it's nine true and terrifying tales of haunted toys tormenting their owners. That's a lot of T's, a lot of alliteration in that title. Let's pick one out. Let's pick out a good one. There's one that I read. Um, this one was weird about a doll sneezing. This is such a short story, but like... Um, and honestly, like you read it and you're like, I don't even think that this could really be true. Um, it takes me to Reddit when I click the name, the name is Suno, Suno, S-U-N-O. And they said, um, when I was a kid, I used to sleep with dolls. One night I woke up and heard a sneeze and my face got all wet I didn't sneeze, and the only thing next to me was my doll. And that's the story. That's it. This was actually posted like 12 years ago on Reddit. 
Um, <laughs> and, um, I don't know. Of course, there's like a whole thread of like ridiculous comments that go with it. But, um, you know, that's creepy. Uh, here's one called James. I recently moved into a new house and now live alone. The house is near a small town, maybe two miles away. The house itself in the middle of a nicely wooded area in a smaller town, which is perfect for me. I love the serenity of the woods being untainted by urban life. I mean, same. <laughs> That's my dream. Um, the idea of having a barn thrilled me with all of the possibilities of what I could turn it into. My parents recently gave me this house as a graduation gift. <sighs> Lucky. The house was given to them by my grandparents, which is strange because we didn't live in this house growing up. In fact, my parents never mentioned it to me until I graduated college, admitting that they much preferred the city life over living in the middle of nowhere. My mother lived in the house briefly until she was around seven when my grandparents decided to pack up and move one day. They never sold the house. They said there were too many memories and at the very least, my parents could use it as a vacation home. They never did. The house was in a slight state of disrepair. However, I couldn't care less. I was a homeowner. Mowing the lawn and clearing the branches was the easy part. The real work began with the house, dusting old furniture, clearing cobwebs, and throwing away old canned food. It took me about two weeks of cleaning until I decided it was sanitary enough to move into. I decided to take a few weeks to just relax. I was tired of partying and I didn't want to start searching for a job just yet. I spent my first day at the house hiking near the creek fishing on a small pond, and meeting folks in town. That night, however, I was restless. There was no TV. Oh, God, count me out. And I didn't have any books other than textbooks. I needed something to do after it got dark out, so I started exploring the house. In the attic, to my surprise, was filled with random furniture, toys, and trinkets, from my mother's childhood. So they say, I found baseball cards, jump ropes, a little football helmet, action figures, a dollhouse, board games, etc. This was fascinating to me. I then found an antique dresser, which I found my mother's diary. Jackpot, I can read this at night until I fall asleep. Not this night, however. I was tired and decided to go to sleep in my new bedroom in my beautiful new house. Sleep came fast. However, I was woken by creaking from the stairs and attic. This was to be expected living in an old house, which I agree. I was sure I'd get used to it. The next day, I decided to check out the barn I decided to turn it into a hobby lounge where I could do woodworking or whatever my wavering enthusiasms desired. Wavering enthusiasms. The barn was, in fact, in pristine condition, aside from a pile of cigarette butts in the corner and a musky smell which hung in the air. The smell was the only thing that bothered me. 
I am a non-smoker. I hate cigarettes. The stench they gave off makes me want to vomit. There was a very unstable looking ladder leading up to the loft, which I decided not to use. The last thing I needed was to break my neck in the middle of nowhere. There didn't appear to be anything up there aside from some hay creeping over the edge. After picking up the cigarettes, I realized that I had more free time than I planned since I assumed I would spend the day cleaning the barn. I decided to explore the attic more as I could not find my car keys to drive to town. Oddly enough, I swore I left them on the kitchen table next to my wallet as this is what I have always done with any set of car keys I own. Aside from an old mirror and a pile of old cloths, I couldn't find anything of much interest. As I left, I noticed that there were less dolls than I had remembered. Ew. (laughs) I could swear one of them was not there before. Whatever, I decided to just read my mother's diary. Lying in my bed, I read through the diary, laughing at the entries of the diary. Several of them mentioned her older brother, James, throwing tantrums for no apparent reason, punching himself in the face, or trying to fling his baseball bat into a tree. My mother must have had a very overactive imagination as a child. She had no siblings and grew up a single child. Wait, what? Oh. Okay, so she she didn't have an older brother. So this James was apparently made up an ima- imaginary friend. I marked the page I was on and went downstairs to get a snack. Growing more annoyed by the constant creaking in the attic, I decided to go to town the next morning and find someone who could fix it. Remembering I had lost my keys, I decided to retrace my steps so I could leave for town early in the morning. I decided to check the barn before it became too dark to see. I brought the flashlight just in case. I glanced up towards the loft and noticed there was a doll propped up against the wall. I could have sworn the doll was in the attic yesterday, so against my better judgment... I climbed the rickety ladder to the loft. There was nothing up here aside from an old hammer, the doll, and a pile of hay. I picked up the doll and climbed down and walked toward my house. When I entered the front door, I noticed my keys on the ground. Only the car ignition key was mangled and bent. So they're trying to rationalize it as like, I must have stepped on it somehow and didn't realize it really though like are you really gonna destroy a key just by stepping on it so the diary's entries anyway she goes back to reading the diary and she's like they became more disturbing james began cutting himself in front of the family and starting fires the story was becoming very morbid for a seven-year-old's imagination because remember james is not real the most disturbing entry James had tried to kill my grandfather with a knife, ran off into the woods after stabbing him, my mother bearing witness to the entire scene. After returning from the hospital, James had not returned. Dead animals started 
appearing outside the front door and messages were being written on the house with blood. What? Okay, this is like the point where I feel like this cannot be a true story. <laughs> she wrote how her grandparents have been whispering among themselves for a week and no longer allowing her out of the house alone. So it's basically like the mom wrote this like horror story in her diary. So like her grandparents wouldn't let her out of the house and then the diary, the diary, like she stopped writing in it after that entry. That was kind of like her last, um, they were pretty freaked out just reading that and they're like, now the house is no longer creaking. It's dead silent. I sat with my back against the wall next to the bed. Suddenly the floor began creaking down the hallway, stopping right outside my door. The light seeping in through the keyhole went dark. I tried to listen over the deafening sound of air entering and exiting my lungs. What was worse was my constant thumping of blood entering and leaving my heart. A few minutes after soul-crushing fear, light returned through the keyhole following more creaking. I refused to look through the keyhole to confirm my worst fear. So anyway, they're seeing light after what seemed like days, morning finally came. When light creeped around my dresser, blocking the window, I moved it and waited until sunlight saturated the whole forest. Cautiously, I moved my bed and bolted down the stairs outside. I didn't need a car. I was going to run to town. I ran into the barn to quickly grab my heavy mag flashlight as a blunt weapon if I needed it. I plucked it from the pile of cigarettes it was hiding under and ran down the dirt path into town. Wait, why did the cigarettes keep popping up? Like, didn't they throw them all away? Like, why, why are there more? They called the police who insisted they found nothing out of the ordinary. Both my mother and grandparents deny any existence of a family member named James. I returned to the house with several friends, my parents, mind you, to retrieve my belongings. I was not living in this damn house. There were blank pages from the diary stacked nicely on the nightstand. However, we couldn't find the diary no matter how much we searched. My mother vehemently 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 denied ever having one and scolded me for smoking in the barn and littering the ground with cigarette butts and have my cat will not stop <laughs> shut up so she denied even having a diary and she's saying why are you smoking and saying about having an active imagination um, so they're saying, it's all completely true. I decided it was already too long to include the aftermath of the story, but there is more. So they're saying, I lived in a hotel for a while after the ordeal. And a few days after this all happened, I decided to drop by my parents' house. I walked in on my mother and grandparents having an explosive argument while my father sat silently 
looking with his mouth gaping wide open. The argument obviously ceased the second I walked in and they muttered something about the topic being politics. Not long after my mother admitted herself into a mental health hospital for a few weeks for the stress of losing money in the stock market. She seemed different since her stay at the hospital, but it's probably due to the heavy medication they put her on. This story is just, why are there so many layers to this story? Like, I was not expecting that. Because <laughs> this is the first time I read it. So anyway, she sees someone for anxiety problems. So this person's mother um, has some mental health issues. The story kind of ends there. And so they say, the way I see it, there are only three possibilities of what happened. So first is that I went psychotic, bent my own keys, smoked all the cigarettes and moved the dolls around. Then after a few days of my psychotic break, I decided to run to town, make up a story about what happened. I don't believe this option at all, although I'd like to believe this one the most. So maybe, so their first thought is, well, you know, probably because, you know, their mom has some mental health issues. Maybe they're thinking like, you know, maybe, maybe something could have happened with me and I just didn't realize it. Um, cause that, that also brings me back to like, they were trying to take a break from like college and, um, you know, maybe they were just overwhelmed with all that stuff. And, you know, sometimes that, you know, stress, I think can, uh, trigger things like that. So, uh, and again, it runs in their family. Uh, but here's their second thought. Second is that some ghost or spirit was trying to tell me its story. I don't really believe this one at all either. A ghost smoking cigarettes. I don't really believe in the supernatural like ghosts anyways, but I sure do believe in deranged maniacs. So here's their last thought. Third is that James really did exist and was living in the barn or house. He bent my keys and was smoking. He was what walked down the hall and looked into my room through the keyhole. I guess my parents, or I guess my grandparents believed him to be gone when they gave me the house. I assume that what happened scared my mother for life and she does, or scarred, my bad. <laughs> I assume that what happened scarred my mother for life and she doesn't talk about it. I believe this 100%, but I refuse to go back to the house to confirm it. So I'll tell you what, guys, um, in all that craziness, I honestly believe that. Doesn't that make you think of, what was that movie where there was um, that dude that was like living in the walls? Oh, um, the boy, the, right? The boy, was it the boy? Yeah. With, uh, what the heck was the doll's name? Brams or? Yeah, it was like that girl was like a nanny to that doll or whatever. And then there was like an actual like dude that was like living in the house. That's crazy. <laughs> um, Damn. By the way, I don't even know why this was, like, in an article about haunted dolls. I guess because the, the one doll was, like, moved. But, like, I mean, there were so many other, like, creepy things about that story. Just so many other, like, layers. I don't even... <laughs> How do you even... Um, where do you even start? Because maybe, maybe the 
um, grandparents had this other son named James and they kept him a secret because maybe he had some type of uh, disability or something that they never treated him for, some type of mental illness they never could treat him for, wanted to treat him for. Like, I don't know. Your mind just goes in so many different directions. But uh, if we're kind of going away from like the paranormal, I mean, that could be that could be an explanation for it. There's your creepy story for the first episode of the pod. So that's all I have for you guys today. Uh, Take care and thank you very much for listening. Bye, guys.